So I'm kindly joined today by Hisham, who's the founder of the Recruitment Mentors. Uh, so thanks for joining me today, Hisham. Can you give the viewers a brief intro to you and, and your background? My name is Hisham Aziz. I'm the founder of Recruitment Mentors and also host a podcast called Recruitment Mentors. And really quickly, Recruitment Mentors is a subscription-based learning development platform that basically partners with growing recruitment businesses that typically have limited learning and development resources internally to support their consultants, maximize their potential. And we partner with those recruitment businesses to ensure they have the best possible chance of uh, maximizing their potential and staying within the recruitment industry. Fantastic. So that's probably a good starting point, to be honest, Hisham. What what got you into that? How did you... Because it's quite niche, to be honest. So... I'd say uh, just a lot of sort of gut instinct, okay. willing to take the first step. I worked in recruitment for nearly three years and yep. joined a marketing agency that just sold to the recruitment industry, then started my own business, which was a sort of personal branding training business. And then just all of that combined with having a podcast and all these different things led me to sort of taking action on an idea I had around building a sort of learning development community that was really focused on helping recruiters that would probably be listening to the podcast even further. So okay. just a lot of guy instincts, really, if I'm honest. Okay. And that sounds great. And if I asked you, what, what's your mission? Like, what are you trying to achieve with your business and the recruitment mentors? Yeah, sure. So I'd say, uh, I mean, the the vision for the business and what we're trying to achieve is to build a place that ultimately helps recruitment consultants maximize their potential professionally, mentally, and sustainably. Mm-hmm. And that's our vision to like to build that place where recruiters can go to have the best possible chance of being successful. Okay. Sounds great. And taking you back a little bit. So what my idea with what I wanted to understand with behind their success is trying to identify key overlaps in successful people and key Mm. indicators where you can look at different people from different industries, but with each one, you can look at something and say, right, this is something that that is happening across the board with these individuals. So if I were to take you right back before you go into your career, maybe from a younger age, tell me what your your personality was like and and when you started realizing certain traits that that were helping you succeed and what you wanted to to do right from an early age. Yeah, look, I think for me, the thing that comes up immediately is like being someone that is willing to take the first step. Okay. So I had no idea what I wanted to do. I wasn't the most academic person. I was okay. I was yeah. always the sort of kid that sort of was told that sort of teachers, uh, parents even like, oh, like he should, he has got potential if he applied himself okay. more. Right. So like, I was typically that person. So like after went to college, got like below average A levels. Like we're talking like season D's, didn't know what I wanted mm-hmm. to do. At this time you could get EMA. Then if you remember that, EMA at college. Yeah. yeah, yeah so I I decided to do a third year at college because I thought, right, I might as well I can get 30 pounds a week to go to college, yeah. carry on. Uh, yeah. 30 quid went a, a long way back then, it feels like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, randomly, yeah. I actually did pl- plumbing for a year, did a course, plumbing okay. course for a year, third <laughs> year of college, still had no idea what I wanted to do. So we're just yeah. doing different jobs. I was, I ended up uh, delivering pizzas for Domino's, did that for a while and okay. different things. And then basically the sort of catalyst moment really was, and it comes back to taking that first step. Hmm. I did the classic uh, thing one summer, did, uh, did a guy's trip to Magaluf, Spain, and okay. um, then decided the following year that I was going to do work abroad 
work there. Right. Okay. Uh, went over there on my own, completely on my own, but to fly mm-hmm. to go there, did stayed in an apartment with other people. And mm-hmm. basically that's when I then got my first sales job, which okay. was uh, basically selling tickets to a bar crawl, uh, commission yeah. only. So you paid me 10 euros if I closed you and you'd pay 15 euros on the night. And I would spend the day evenings trying to get people to pay tickets for this bar crawl. And if I didn't, I wouldn't make any money. Yeah. It's, it's funny you say that actually, because the last person I had on the podcast, and I don't know whether it is about Magaluf, but he had his <laughs> epiphany moment in Magaluf as well. Really? So he's, he, yeah, he's, he's the founder of um, Amplified Nutrition, who's a really successful health fitness nutrition business. He's a bodybuilder now. And his epiphany was in Magaluf when he said he took his top off and decided that actually I don't want to be the skinny guy anymore. So I don't Got know if that happened in the exact same place you did, but it seems to be, it seems to yeah. be a common theme that there's that one moment in your life where you look at something, I'm good at this actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it can definitely be the, yeah, I think that could be sort of a lead domino for sure for things, but I, I wasn't good at it at the start. Okay. I, oh, but fair enough. Yeah. I definitely wasn't good at it. I mean, I had to okay. stop people in the street. I had to disrupt people when they're sunbathing, sitting by the pool, knock on people's doors in the hotels. Like that. I was shit scared of doing all, all of that yeah. at the beginning. But, but I think what you said, which is really interesting is the first step. So you're yeah. good at taking that first step. And I feel like from what you've just told me, that was a first step for you in one way or yeah, another. Yeah, I mean, being there in the um, first place was, okay. was the, f- the first step. What happened from there then? Why would you look at that and say that's the first step? Well, as in why that was an interesting moment? Or, or why that would have been a first step for you that led on to other things? What, what oh, happened right. From because... There? Because after that, I improved at sales and I really okay. enjoyed it. So okay. all of a sudden... My whole life up to that point, early 20s, mm. I was like, I had been in jobs and my relationship with work was like, I could do, I could do X amount of hours and, yeah. w- and not, put, not work as hard as the next person and get paid the mm. same. Or I could okay. work 10 times harder than the person next to me and they get paid the same. And all of a sudden I was in the sales environment where I was in complete control of sort of the work that I put in and mm. the sort of return that I got. So okay. that was... That, that just really encouraged me then to be like, right, sales is something that I really want to commit to and see if that's something that I can build a career out of or really improve on. And exactly. the whole idea of being able to get back what you put in, I really liked mm-hmm. and that really exactly. resonated with me. So after that, I then committed to a sort of career in sales and sort of worked my way through, through that basically. So that's why it was a sales piece. Hmm. So I take a couple of things from that. The first thing is that, a lot, it's interesting the wording you used um, behind it. And I feel like that sounds like from everything you've told me, that was when the first time you found a driver, something that actually drove you and you looked at that and thought, yeah. I will commit to this. So that's the first time it sounds like from what you've told me is the first time you actually committed to something. And there's a correlation there between commitment and finding a drive. Mm. So maybe de- let's delve into that a little bit more about what it was. I know you said, you know, it, the more you put in, the more you get back out. But you said you also got better at sales. So talk me through that that process and how things started working. Yeah, I just I just found I just like as I said, like I didn't know what I wanted to do, and so many people were in like continue to be in that position in their career, and like it was the first time where like I really felt like I was like I got good at something or I started to get good at something, mm. and like that was the first time that's ever happened, really. 
Hmm. So like for me, I just had a, I felt like, right, I can, I can actually do something here. I've actually got a point to prove. I've never really found what I wanted to do. Sales Hmm. is something that like I can improve on. So for me, I guess it was just the drive to like prove to myself that Hmm. I I could, there is something I'm really good at and I can sort of apply myself to, and I can make something out of that because as I said, like I had no no idea what I wanted to do. So it was the first thing that, like professionally, I could really apply myself to. So, so taking why. risks for you then, trying things, taking risks, and then eventually, yeah. you know, from doing lots of things you don't enjoy or aren't good at, or even not just so good at, because you said that first you weren't even good at sales, but yeah, no, no you, know, you, you develop that. So I guess it's trying things to find out what you liked or what you enjoyed first and foremost, then identifying things that you were good at. Or if you weren't good at them, was there an interest to develop that that skill? So yeah, exa- yeah, yeah. That's a good way to pull it. I think you've got to, you've got to put yourself like I think I speak to I speak to quite a lot of young young people in my world, and I'm recording a specific series recently that have, that's focused on people graduating or people that have graduated. And I hmm. think obviously I, I was born in 1993, so I, I was like on the cusp of like I mean I got my first mobile when I was in uh, year three, I think. Okay. No, no, yeah. sorry. Year six, year six actually. It's like this okay. really crappy like Siemens phone and my mum gave it to me because I was walking from home in case I needed to call her or whatever. So yeah. like, I was on the cusp of like growing up with technology, comparing myself to other people, all these types of things, right? And I do feel like the, gen- like the people sort of younger generation come through now, like mm. there's this sort of idea that things have to work out perfectly all the time or like they've, yeah. they're going to have everything planned out. Yeah. And I think for you to like have the chance to work out what you're good at or what you like, or what you don't like, you have to try for sure. So mm-hmm. like, I think that's a really important point to underline yeah. and be willing to try different things. Completely. And I think from what you've said, which I take the most interest in is that it's not always the things that you're good at that mm. you pursue. So you told me you're not good at sales, yet you somehow pursued it. So I think it's, you're not going to be good at things straight away. No. So I think that the key starting point is what you actually enjoy or what gives you that bit extra that you're like, I, I want to pursue this. Even though I'm not good at it, I want to pursue it. So I think that's what I take from what, what you've said there. I don't know if you'd agree with that. Yeah, no, it's a good point. I think, I think thinking back, it was just like this idea of like, oh my God, so like I could literally walk up to someone mm. and like, I could basically like be standing here right now and not yeah. make any money. Or I could literally walk over to people, like make something out of nothing yeah. and make money. Like the idea of actually being able to achieve that, like just, I was like, Oh my God, that, that that's just fast. I was just like, like yeah. I can do that. Like we can do this. I can do that. And then yeah. as soon as you get that first sale or whatever, it, you, you're then, you're then hooked to like, all right, yeah. I, I can do it. But yeah, I guess you're right. It was, uh, I was interested to improve. I was, yeah, I was, I was really motivated, I guess. Yeah. And, and another good point you made there is overcoming fear. So you oh, identified yeah. you had a fear, but then you sort of had a chat with yourself and said, look, I either stand here, do nothing, make no money, or I overcome this fear and just end up with the same result anyway, but at least I've tried. Um, mm. And it's interesting because that moment there, you could have just been like, no, this isn't for me. I'm not good at it. I'm too scared. I'll leave it here. And you could have never got into sales from that point. So like you say, taking that first step, mm. well, for you personally, that, that's led to this, that one step. And that's why I asked, why do you think that was a, the first step? And I guess you've answered that. 
yeah, that yeah. was the I first mean, step in overcoming that initial fear. Have you got yeah, other examples sure. similar to that then a bit later on in, in your career when you realised this was something, you, like you said, you wanted to commit to? Another big moment for me was, um, again, I'm, I definitely don't have all the answers here. Like, I'm, No, of I'm, course. Yeah, so, but I, I guess the other realisation I had was basically, it sounds, it sounds really simple, but mm-hmm. I didn't know, I didn't know at the time. This was um, shortly after the, the first season I came back and um, basically what I started to realise at that point, all I cared about was just classic, like going out, girls, like do all yeah. the normal stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, there's uh, two mates in our friendship group that started to like say no to things. So like, I'd be mm-hmm. obviously going around friends' house, going out, blah, blah, blah. And I just started to recognise that they weren't coming. And that just, mm-hmm. I was really curious about that. Like, why, why are they not spending time with, them, with us as mates, blah, blah, yeah. blah, like we've always, et cetera. So basically, yeah. long story short is that they'd also had a bit of an epiphany, uh, mm-hmm. which I ended up having because I then ended up spending more time with them or going out of my way to be like, hey, look, why are you not coming? Da, da, da. Yeah. And the epiphany was that they had decided that instead of spending time on doing those things, they were going to spend more time investing in themselves. Okay. So the other, the sort of other big epiphany that I had, which basically led me on this like big self-development journey and mm. spending time on understanding who I am as a person yeah. and developing self-awareness, which I think is the next thing that has helped me, has really helped me so far, um, is then having the realization that the, the best investment I can make is in myself. Okay. Um, because before that point, all I cared about was other people's opinions and all the other normal stuff, but I never realized that. I, I didn't. I, ne- I never knew that. That oh, I can actually invest in myself. Like I can actually learn yeah. about who I am and these types of things. So I then started picking up books like just classic, like Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within, mm. Think and Grow Rich, Power of Now. Started developing self awareness. Worked out who I am. What What do I want to do? What am I motivated by? And uh, that's that was then the other sort of I guess another sort of lead domino moment. How, um, how did that change your life? When that from stemming on from there, what what had changed in your life after you realised and had that epiphany? I mean, it it affects it affects everything. It affects yeah. relationships, work, because when you're like way more comfortable in your own skin and who you yeah. are, mm-hmm. there's just less things that can sort of affect you. If that's yeah. relationships, if that's work stress, if that's yeah. like just just things that could like what, what I find fascinating is that there, there will be tons of people out there where someone could cut them up in the road while driving and that could ruin their day. Yeah. Like, yeah. and so like, for me, it was just like the fact that I was making space to mm-hmm. like invest in me, my own mindset and stuff. It just meant that I was better equipped to deal with the day-to-day challenges of like life and growing up and working out what the hell I'm going to do and work and these types of things. So that, that is, yeah, that's how it's, and that's an ongoing thing, but mm. I'd say uh, you're just better equipped. And, and do you think that fueled the drive and the passion for what you were already doing? Did that give you more oomph to, to continue what you and pursue what you were doing or yeah, more yeah, clarity that, maybe? Yeah. That just, that obviously if I, I find then like spending time in sort of investing in my own mindset and these things, I, it was then really easy for me to spend time on investing in sales and like, how can I become a, a, a better salesperson? And I was mm. sort of reading books on obviously sales methodologies and frameworks and these sorts of things. So it was then really easy for me to spend time on becoming a better salesperson outside of work. So like I'd be doing my obviously job and um, I, I was then in insurance sales before I got into recruitment, 
Mm-hmm. I'd be learning all that, but then outside of work, I'd be, yeah, uh, going on courses, doing all of these things. So yeah. like then all of a sudden, because not everyone has this, not everyone has this. Appetite, so you became one of those. You became one of those guys. Yeah, I was one of those like personal development, annoying positive people in the office. No, no, uh, yeah, one of those, but not just that. <laughs> as in, you, you were telling me when I, I found this really interesting because I had a feeling the conversation would develop this way. But you said to me that my friends were, you know, saying no to stuff. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And and you were fascinated with that. Why are they saying no to stuff? And yeah. you then became one of those people. So yeah, completely right. You know, yeah, and then yeah, basically, yeah. And and it's interesting because it you know, we don't take a step back and assess ourselves. And th- this is a kind of sort of purpose of doing something like this. It gives you a chance to look back at the things that have got you where you are now. And the theme for you, I think, is that first step, always that first mm. step, you know, of whether it's the first step, which usually is intrigue of, of why is this the case? And mm. then you become almost obsessed with, with identifying, you know, why are people or why are things the way they are? And you then start developing that and it, and then you know, reiterating it back to yourself and how, how it's more specific to you and, and sort of going with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, well put. And I think, I, yeah, I'd say the, again, key points are underlying because I, I listen to loads of podcasts myself and mm. obviously people that have been really successful and they always talk about it, that they'll get loads of DMs and messages on like, Oh, I've got this idea, but I don't know what to do and all this. And like, yeah. they're, they're always fascinated about why people aren't willing to take that first step. And I think that's, that's just, I don't, I don't know where that's came from. I, I guess it's just been a, it's become a bit of a muscle that I've been able to sort of work on because there's been like going abroad and doing that on my own and stuff like that. Just like I've, yeah, I don't know where that's came from, but it, yeah, you're completely right. It's all started from, yeah, not overthinking and being like looking for loads of reasons why I shouldn't take that first step, but just yeah. being really willing to take that first step. And once you do that, then mm. you're giving yourself the opportunity to, yeah, think for things to happen. Yeah. I can, I completely agree. And I can resonate with that because I'm very similar. I listen to lots of podcasts. I, I read and listen to lots of books and I had a similar journey as to what you've mentioned. But I think the big thing is, and, and answering maybe your question of what, what is the big thing about just taking that first step? And I think the overwhelming thing is that you think you have to do it alone completely. Mm. Um, and the reality is, and from what you've already said is you don't, because there are lots of other people out there that have been in the same position you have, and they will tell you their experience and how they got to where they are. So you're not alone in the fact that yes, you're, you're going through that journey alone, but there are lots of resources available for you from these people that are successful that you can draw upon. Yeah, yeah, Um, absolutely. You're right. But yeah, but I think the other thing though, not, not everyone is fortunate enough to have one friends and two have friends that have also like maybe taken similar steps or whatever. So I think that's, that's definitely helped because I've not everyone has that. So to, well, even on, on the friends thing, I meant that the fact that there's people out there that may not be, you have direct, um, yeah, yeah, of course. you know, like Tony, you said, Tony Robbins and lots of those books. So they they guided you without specifically doing it for you, if that makes sense. So yeah, no, yeah, uh, for sure. I, I agree. But it's like, it's definitely a lot more harder when all of your life, if, if you're the only person yeah, that's like curious, want to take that first step yeah. on different things and all of your mates just want to go down to the pub, get pissed, go out every Friday, Saturday. And look, there's nothing wrong with that. But like, mm. if you're the weird person, like you can be the weird person in that group and then that can be quite hard to break from that. Mm. So I, yeah, those people definitely helped, but it also really helped that there was, there was actually close friends around that also were sort of on that journey. Yeah. So 
do you have the same friendship group as you did back then? Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, we, I've just had sort of a close friendship group of like five, six people, like a really solid amount of time and we're all on our sort of own journeys now, but Yeah. yeah, we've all sort of, remain friends despite mm. definitely don't speak as much anymore. Mm. But I think for me, it's, I don't know. I feel, I don't know what your journey has been like, but for me, like it's more, it's a lot more about quality than quantity for me. Yeah. So like, 100%. if I don't speak to, well, yeah, one of my good mates for maybe a month, two months, three months, like when we do speak, mm. it's like really good quality and it's not like just high level. Like, Oh, like you're right, mate. Like how, how's work? Like, how's it going? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, we can actually have really like meaningful conversations mm. and it's good quality. And I feel positive. I feel motivated after sort of interactions with my friends. Yeah. So yeah, I've been, I've been really grateful for that. I'm yeah, really grateful yeah. for that. Well, from what you've exactly just said there is that you could maybe speak to these friends once or twice a month and have a real quality conversation that leaves you inspired versus you could have gone out every single weekend for a month and actually felt worse because you're not working towards yeah. something that's more meaningful. So mm. I, I like what you said there about quality over quantity. And I personally think that the circle of people you're around are a real dictator of how your life's going to go. Um, oh, yeah, 100%. So I f- I firmly believe that's a big part of, of success. That, that's why um, you've got a, you've got a, if you haven't, you, if you haven't got that, it's hard. I mean, I live in London and do I have loads of friends? No. Do I, do you sometimes feel like you're missing out on things? Yes. Mm. Um, but to the people that I like, there's like one or two people that I have ended up building relationships with because like mm. I've really wanted to. And like it's being good yeah. quality. So like the thing is, if you don't have that, then you, you do have to look for it. Like there are people out there that will be like-minded, but you have to put yourself out of the comfort zone. Like when I first moved yeah. to London, I was attending like networking events after work um, every now and again. And like just trying to put myself in settings that I feel like I could meet people that were like, like had similar sort of yeah, yeah minds, um, mindset to me. If you don't have that, you have to put yourself out there, but it is, it is mm. hard. Yeah, I completely agree. But I think when you have got that self-awareness and, and you've gone through that journey of self-development, it, it can make it easier in a way because when you meet like-minded people, you have got a value that you're already adding. So I, I personally believe that if you're looking for something from someone or something, you should also provide as much, if not more value. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. So that, that helps. There's been a lot of useful points. And to, and to summarize, if I had to summarize what you you've said, I'd say the, the first thing is, coming out of your comfort zone, taking that first step, which you've said, Mm. overcoming your fear. And the example you used was when you were like, I could either make no sales and stand here, or I can overcome my fear and and actually try. And I still make no sales at the very least I've tried. That actually ended up being the beginning of, of leading you on to where you are now. Secondly is is a big thing I think which you've which I really like what you said is self-development, self-awareness, constantly feeding that drive and that hunger with with improving and listening to mentors and audiobooks, which I really like. And then the third point is is your circle of friends and how how much do they inspire you, how much do you bounce off them. Um so I think I'd take those three things away from what you've said. Anything else you think you'd you'd add to that? No, I think that's uh I think that's a really great, great roundup. It is. It is. I think you should give yourself a pat on the back for that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think um, one thing I ask everyone, and it's the last question I like to put people on the spot, and it's what one piece of general life advice would you give someone? You can only choose one. So this is why it's tough, but one general piece of life advice. It might end up being two, but they sort of go hand in hand. Sorry. We'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll let it So 
So as I said earlier, I I was a typical person that I was very consumed about other people's opinions of me that like, yeah, that. So, and I think a lot of people can feel like that in their life. So mm-hmm. one of the things that's always stuck with me mm-hmm. and I can't remember who said it, but uh, where I've read it or whatever, but basically let's just say that you, you walk into a bar, right. Mm-hmm. And your self dialogue and what you're thinking about is how people will like what people think of you. Like yeah. there's, let's just say there's two females at the bar that see you walk in and you're like, Oh my God, like, is my hair good? Am I think like, do I look good? All these types of things. Right mm-hmm. now, if we were to change sort of person for a second and get into the issues of the, the ladies at the bar uh, who were mm-hmm. that saw you walk in, the thing that they're going to be thinking is, Oh, that guy just walked in. Um, he's, he's quite good looking. Is my hair look good? Blah, 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 all these things. So the realization here and the point that has really stuck with me is that whilst you're thinking about other people's opinions, mm-hmm. we're so self-centered as human beings that the other person that you're thinking about is doing the exact same thing that you're doing. So while the t- while you're thinking about what are they thinking of you, they're also thinking about what you think of them. Okay, so yeah. the whole point of thinking about other people's opinions and sort of put adding weight to other people's opinions and how they're going to think of you, et cetera, it's just a complete waste of time because mm-hmm. other people aren't thinking about you. They don't care about you. They care about yeah. themselves. Yeah. And that's just really stuck with me. And like when you then become more comfortable in your own skin and you mm-hmm. know who you are and you make space to work out who you are, life just comes a lot more easier. Like It just really does. Yeah. So my advice would be, like, just really think about that. Like how much time are you spending on other people's opinions? And if so, check that and be like, right, well, look, let's, let's try and mute that and understand that like it's my opinion that matters and spend yep. time on, on working on yourself rather than t- energy on other people. I really, really like that. That's great. That makes sense. Like Sometimes it, completely. I, and it was only one thing yeah. as well. You said it's going to be two, but it was one. So yeah. That was good. Have you practiced that before? I feel like that was a speech. <laughs> No, I've, no, but, not at all. But I've, I've said okay. that example because it, it's like really resonates with me. Sometimes I sort of explain it really well. Sometimes I don't. You did. And I can, I can see the passion behind it. You really mean it. And, it, and I feel like it has made a huge impact in your life. So yeah, that, yeah, that sure. is exactly what I wanted. I wanted, you know, I, I believe that the best things in life come from passion and general, genuine, authentic belief. And I, mm. I completely got that. So that's nice. a great point, And I really appreciate that. Good. Cool. Well, I've found this really insightful and I've really enjoyed this. I hope you have as well. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. Thank Thanks for, uh, for having me on. No problem at all. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on.